Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Infinity. This is a role-playing podcast in which the players enter a world of endless imagination and infinite possibilities. So what's the objective of this podcast? Well, I love video games and podcasts. So I thought, why not blend the two? Join in on the journey and enjoy the ride. Press start to begin. Hello, hello. Welcome players, one and all. My name is Joy Infinity, my pronouns are she, her, and my virtual age is 25 years old. And on this episode, I'm going to talk about one of my stats as a main character, Joy Infinity, and it's going to be my SP. Now, what is SP? Well, in video game terms, depending on which one you're playing, it could stand for spell points or skill points. But here, in the world of Infinity, it stands for my spiritual points. Now, what are my spiritual points, you're asking? It is my faith. It's my spiritual health. And to me, this is something that is very fragile and needs to be protected at all times. If you haven't listened to the last couple of episodes, it's something that I am constantly saying because in the world of infinity, I treat my virtual body with love just like I treat my physical body. So with my spiritual health, it needs to be protected. It needs to be monitored. It needs to be looked after. It needs to be something that we keep at the utmost importance. And my SP is something that I am deriving from what my parents have introduced to me when I was young. And I'm still holding on to that, but I'm using it in a way that is different from how they might think is acceptable. And that's okay. It took me a long time to get to that point, but I'm here to say that I am wholly happy and my faith is intact. Now, this episode isn't for me to try to make you believe in something that I'm believing in. No, this is not that kind of episode. This isn't going to be me trying to convert you into a particular religion or having some type of faith or anything like that. This is just based off of my experiences and how I've come to live my day to day, how I've had interactions. And maybe this could inspire you to do something different if you're not doing anything before. If you aren't doing anything now, but this isn't for me to try to convert you into doing something. This is not that kind of episode. But I did want to talk about my SP because it is important to me. It is something that does make me who I am. And it may not be something that I've spoken about openly before, but I'm happy to talk about it now because I feel a lot more comfortable with it. And hopefully if you are having any of the same issues that I was having prior, then this could be a space, a safe space to talk about those things. So when it comes to things that are spiritual, how was I introduced to it? Well, it was my parents. The only thing that I knew at the time growing up that had power was my parents. So of course I'm going to listen and do what my parents want me to do. I didn't really question anything, but... Being a black woman, I did go to church. Now, my father grew up under one religion and my mother grew up under another religion. 
So they settled in the middle and they had me go to a particular church. I'm not going to state the name of the church, but I will tell you the background of the faith, which was Baptist. Now, if you don't know what Baptist is, that's something that you can explore thanks to Google, Wikipedia, all those things, i.e. other black people or other people that do go to church regularly that have the name Baptist in the name. You can do that research. Now, all I knew when it came to religions and spirit and faith and all those words, yes, those words will probably pop up a lot in this episode. Who knows? But the only things that I saw was from TV, movies, music, gospel, and having other people in my family talk about their own experiences, i.e. word of mouth. There wasn't really much that I gotten into, particularly with religion, until I got older, which was being at my church and going to other people's churches and visiting and having those kind of friends and family days and seeing other people and how they practice their faiths. Now, in terms of video games, which is something I purposely left out, video games started to have religious undertones specifically Persona, Final Fantasy. There were video games that I was getting into that had a religious tone, but it wasn't something that I took to heart until later when I started to connect the dots. Like, wow, this is really interesting how they use religion in a certain way, but it's nothing where it's demonic or makes me feel a certain way. But it was something that I did have to tackle. But overall, religion, faith, spirituality, that's something that I saw on TV, it heard through family, things that I didn't really understand, except when I got older and I realized I had to find those things out for myself. And I didn't know how to go about that, or if I should even be doing that. I see other people doing it, but is it particularly right for me? Should I be doing that? Or is it just something I'm doing because I see my parents do it? I see my grandparents do it. I see other people around me do it. Having spiritual health, is it something that's in everyone? Having these questions had me thinking, is this something that I can actually achieve on my own? Or do I need to have a pastor, a rabbi, a, someone that could help me figure those things out? And for most people, that is a thing. For some people, it's not a thing. I can only speak on my own experience and what I'm going through currently, which could be something that will either shock you or maybe not shock you. Who knows? So what is my current status on my spiritual points? My spiritual health? I am someone that believes in God. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. And I believe in the Holy Spirit. What is my relationship in terms of practicing that spirituality. I pray. I pray for everyone. I pray for my family, my friends, my loved ones, people I know, people I don't know. I pray for forgiveness. I pray for things that I know I can't control, but I pray for good health. And I pray for things that could happen. I pray for guidance. I pray for understanding. I pray for help, 
honestly. And that's something that I do, and that's between me and God. I don't do this on behalf of my parents. I don't do this because of my parents. I do that because I want to do it. And that is to say that my relationship with God is something that is between me and God. So do I practice in the church or no church? Do I visit a church? What's my church status, basically? As of now, I do not go to a church. I do not have a church home. Am I looking for one? No, not really. I have tried. And I just felt like as much as other people need that, I don't feel like I need it right now. Because seeing my life through a different lens and seeing my life through my own eyes, I feel like I'm blessed doubly. And that wasn't because I'm going to church seven days a week or once a week. And that's not to say that if I don't do this, then others don't have to do it either. It's just something that I've felt that as much as I enjoy other people's time and going and practicing with other people, I don't have to go every Sunday, even though that was drilled into me as a child and as a preteen and as a teenager and as a young adult, that was something that was constantly drilled that you have to go to church. You have to go to church. You have to go to church. And I was like, well, what if I don't want to? And you know what? It's fine because I had to leave that house in order to do the things that I wanted to do. Now, has my faith wavered from then? No, absolutely not. If anything, my faith has grown since I have gone on my own, experienced life, had some ups and downs, but I personally have never felt like, oh, God has abandoned me or, oh my goodness, I can't believe this. And there's no reason for me to believe in God because, insert reason here, I've never felt that. And I don't feel like I'm going to start now. I feel through my actions, through things that have happened to me, which of course, I'm talking about my multiple sclerosis. Despite all those things, I never felt like I was abandoned or something happened to me or that I'm praying to nothing. And I just never felt that way. I can see so many reasons why, as a person living in the real world, that there are plenty of things that happen that I can't explain. There's plenty of things that happen that no one can explain. But that hasn't wavered my faith, my spirituality from believing in God or believing in Jesus Christ or the Holy Spirit. And again, this is something that I'm saying this for me. I'm saying this for me. I'm not saying this for anybody else. I'm not trying to preach that you have to do this. This is just my experience. And for someone who's not going to church regularly, someone who isn't trying to declare a particular denomination, I'm just having my own spiritual health be checked in because I know at the end of the day that I need to be secure in that. I need to feel that because if I didn't have any particular footing in any kind of spiritual realm, I feel like I would be lost. And that's that may be a little bit dramatic, but as someone that hasn't known really what it was like without a religion, I'm grateful that my parents did bring me to church. I'm grateful that my parents did expose that to me. But I definitely wish that I was able to go through religion on my own back then. But of course, 
being a young black child, you're not going to do those things. <laughs> so I'm grateful now that I was able to still hold on to my faith and not feel like I was really forced to believe because I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen it. I've felt it. I understand that things do happen without explanation and there are things that do happen. And yes, I can pray for a bunch of things, but mostly a lot of the time, it's not the things that I prayed for that I get. It's the things that I need, not the things that I want, but the things that I needed that I didn't even know I needed until it happened. It showed up. And I don't feel like I pray for anything specifically. I mean, I, I can pray specifically all I want, but for me, what God has for me is for me. And I don't really want to question that or look deeper into that because then my head's going to explode. So I don't. So I do my best to pray. I try to live my life the best I can. And I don't want to push anybody to faith because I know that it's been a thing that's been happening to me where if I don't practice a certain way, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe you. Oh my goodness. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And it's like, well, why are you so pushy? Why are you, why are you so aggressive? I don't do that with you. So why do you do it with me? And I've had experiences like that where I have gone to other people's churches or I may not have liked how other people conducted their praying or their ceremonies or anything like that. And not because I just was, I just didn't like the decorum. It was just, hey, I'm not used to this. I'm uncomfortable, but I still respect what's happening here. I'm not going to be like, oh, you guys are doing it wrong. Let me tell you. It was more like, oh, okay, I know that I don't have any space. I'm a newbie. And I'm looking to you to observe. And maybe certain things that happened or certain things that were said or maybe certain services didn't make me feel comfortable, whether I was a woman or whether I was black or anything like that. But I still felt like at least I know I have my own faith to rely on. I've dated people where they may have started under a particular practice or a particular religion but then they don't practice it at all and in one sense I thought that would make me feel better or made me feel a little bit like oh, okay so they went off the beaten path you know they didn't have to practice the religion that they grew up under but then it was really like they don't believe in anything and that was something that had me pretty baffled I was like well you don't believe in anything nothing I mean there's so much that could happen to you but you don't believe that there's anything out there or anything that's you know above you and for the most part they were like no I am me and I'm like well you didn't get here by yourself I mean there were things that happened in motion don't you feel any type of gratefulness for that and they were like nah so I felt like for me dating other people that didn't have any kind of religious background felt a little off. And it wasn't to say that I wanted them to practice what I was doing. It was just the fact that they didn't believe in anything that just felt odd. And I know that 
I can believe everything I want. But again, at the end of the day, I'm not forcing it on other people. And I'll take a new example of this. I date Bibi, but I'm not pressuring them to believe how I believe. On the contrary, Bibi believes what she believes. I believe what I believe. And that's that's been fine. But at least she believes in something. <laughs> something. Whether or not that's quote unquote right or wrong is not my decision because I am not the judge, the jury, the executioner. I have no right to say what you believe is wrong and what you believe is right. Who am I? At the end of the day, I am someone that's in this virtual world, the world of infinity, who's trying to have a good time, trying to understand, trying to make friends, trying to make something of this world that's bigger than myself. And having a spiritual balance helped me. It helps me and it helped me figure out who I am. And I'm glad I got to have that before diving into the other things that could have been an obstacle in my life. And what obstacles am I talking about? Well, first of all, I identify as female. Now, in my experience with my religion, women weren't really allowed to do so much. Now they probably are. But I felt like growing up as a young girl in church, and then blossoming into a young woman. I felt like there were a lot of restrictions, what I couldn't wear, what I couldn't say, what I couldn't do. And that was frustrating because all the things that they were restricting me from, it's not like I really wanted to do them anyway. But my main concern growing up was that I really was sick of wearing skirts and dresses. Did not care for skirts and dresses. And it's not even because of how they make me look. It really is because skirts and dresses for me are cold. I have to shave my legs and I have to wear this outfit and I have to wear heels. And it was just like, why is this not comfortable? I'm going to sit at a place for like six hours and I can't even wear comfortable flats. I have to wear a dress. I have to wear stockings. I have to wear a slip. I have to wear like there was just so much to wear for this one day. And I was like, oh, my God. And then when I got my period, oh, my God, I literally just never wanted to wear dresses or skirts because the period was horrible. And I started young when I got my period. So I'm just like on top of the fact that no one cares. It's not like I was cute to look at. No one's trying to oogle me. I pray no one was trying to oogle me in church. But on top of the fact that I'm bleeding, I have to go to church, I have to wear all this tight stuff and oh, just oh, ridiculous. So as a girl, the attire was annoying. And then having to be preached at, especially this this tired line about submitting to your husband, submitting to men, submitting, submitting, submitting. And, you know, women are to be seen and not heard. And all these things that I kept hearing throughout my childhood and throughout my existence as a woman I was just like wow this is so hard why do women do this why are women in this it does not seem like it's for us this is not a win-win ladies why are we doing this and I never saw women in positions of higher power in my religious backgrounds until later but it was very rare to see a woman have a robe and to either conduct sermons or lead the church 
It just was something that you really didn't see. You only really saw women, obviously, as ushers, as the musicians, as trustees, you know, people that did things in the background, but not really at the forefront. But you saw a lot of women there. A lot of women were in the congregation. A lot of women were constantly present in the kitchen, definitely. So I just felt like women are more like the servants and men just run everything. And I was just like, if this is how it is as a woman, then why am I doing this? But again, I learned how to get out of that and to just deal with it on my own and not have to go by the church's example. Another obstacle, not only was it tough being a woman, but being black on top of that was a whole other thing. Black women do not get respect at all. Black women are not respected. As much as we would love to be more respected, we are not. And to be a black woman trying to find her faith, which isn't in, i.e. running up and down the church aisles and making a whole entire scene and throwing hands and doing things like in a Tyler Perry movie, then it's just like, well, what are you doing? And being a black woman, if you're doing something other than what people think you're supposed to be doing, you are already a rebel. Can you imagine if there's other black women out there that are practicing religions that are not of Jesus Christ? Oh my God, I can't believe that's what you're doing. Oh my goodness, I can't believe you. What is this? And what would your parents say? And all these other crazy things that people think that they are allowed to say to you. And shout out to all the black women out there, if you are listening to this, who do practice other things, or you don't. That is your prerogative. That is your life, boo. You do what you want to do. But as a black woman, I see you. I feel you. I understand you. And I applaud you. Because it doesn't have to be that we all follow this one monolith, because that's not what we are. We are everything. And coming out of that religious fence is hard. Especially if all that you know is your family doing the same thing for generations and generations and generations. And heaven forbid if you are pressured to be part of that religion because your grandfather and your grandmother and your... If everyone is in this religious background and then they look to you to do it too and you don't want to do it, the pressures you might be facing are insurmountable. And I can't even imagine being in that situation. So it's already tough being a woman. It's already tough being a black woman. But could you imagine throwing sexuality on top of that? Heaven forbid. It's insane how, as a woman, it's just, I don't even know where to begin. It's like, first, let me just talk about being a woman again. Being a woman in a church or any religious background, you're only expected to be in love with a man. That's it. You're supposed to, in my mind, being in church, the only obligations I had to do was fall in love with a man, get married, have children, and die. Those are my only obligations. And as I grew up, I felt like all of those obligations were completely optional. And those were the words that no one wanted to hear from me, that they were optional. Because they would pressure you. Hey, so when are you going to have a boyfriend? Hey, so when are you going to fall in love? Hey, oh, I see you have a boyfriend. Oh, are you going to get married? Oh, when are you having kids? Oh, when's the wedding? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You all talk for me like you're planning it. 
Like, you're literally setting money aside for my marriage, my children, my house, my mortgage. Like, you're literally talking this into existence. And you're not even asking me if I have a say. You're not asking me if I want these things. So being a woman was already difficult. Being a black woman, there was already all types of underlying pressures and all these expectations. Because people are looking at you to snag a man or to make those moves. And then when you actually bring sexuality into this, when you're trying to figure out who you are, it's not even about sex. It's what you love, what you like, what you may not like, who you're attracted to, who you're not attracted to. When you're trying to navigate those roads in the middle of you being a woman or being a black woman or being anyone is tough enough. But when you have religion behind you, it has proven so many ways on each side, really good or really bad. It, it, it just depends on which religion you grew up with or who's around you. And a lot of people do not have positive experiences. And I don't blame them. I really don't. Especially how the church treated other people or how they treat people that are of different sexualities in general. And I can't completely say this overall. So this is not for all churches. This is not for all religions. Please, please, let's state that. This is not me talking about, you know, a particular church or just all churches, because there are many churches that are accepting. But me personally speaking on my life experience, when it came to a particular church, it wasn't accepted at all. If anything, you saw people of different sexualities in church, but it was never spoken about. You never talked about it. You never said anything about it. You just let them do what they were doing. But you just knew overall that if they ever came out or if they ever said anything about their sexuality, they would be shunned. They'd be excommunicated. They would be talked about. They'd be rumored about like, oh, I can't believe so-and-so did this, 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 and this. And in the meantime, you're just like, wow, they're just trying to live their life. What do they do against you? And then, of course, but the Bible says, and we're not going to go into that because that's just a whole giant can of worms that I'm not going to talk about because, again, this is not an episode of me trying to convert anybody. This is just my life experience. So trying to figure out my own sexuality while going to church, of course, I would never say anything because I didn't understand what I was going through. I didn't understand it at the time, and I knew it was not something to be explored or spoken up about at any point in time, because that was not the place for that. But being able to figure out who I am, what I like, what I do on my own without the church, definitely felt freeing, but it didn't lose me. I don't want to say that, you know, maybe if I didn't have church it would have made me discover who I am faster or anything like that. That's not for me to decide because that's not how my life went. But I'm still grateful that I had religion come into my life. But it was all that guilt and shame that I feel like made things much more slower for me to understand versus just being open about who I am. And I'm saying this like I hurt anyone. I really didn't hurt anybody. I didn't hurt myself. At the end of the day, yeah, I probably hurt some people's expectations of me. But I really, really, really hope that 
people are turning a new chapter where it's like, look, people can do and say what they want and they're not hurting anybody. And a lot of the times people are practicing things that are thousands and thousands of years old that have been horribly translated and used to put people down and to enslave people. And it's not just, oh, I'm here doing da 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 because of da 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 Like, no. A lot of the times you didn't even think for yourself while doing this. You're just saying these things and you're repeating these things like a parrot, but you're not really hearing the words that you're saying. And that's something that I faced, especially when it came to my sexuality. At the end of the day, we're supposed to practice love, brotherly love, sisterly love. We're supposed to respect others, the golden rule. And people can't even do that properly. Religion or no religion. So it's just tough when you have all these obstacles against you and the one thing that you think you can trust is also out to get you. But it's not always that way. And I hope that if you do have something that you are holding on to that, if you do have people out there that are kind and helpful and accepting, then definitely hold on to those people. But there are a lot of people out there that don't have that. And they're going through a lot, a lot of trauma. And that's also to say that I probably am still going through some trauma that I don't even know about. There's probably things that are locked away in the back of my mind that I don't even know is there until I probably have a proper psychiatrist to be like, oh yeah, yeah, that's something that happened probably because of religion, but who knows? But my SP, my spiritual points are something that I didn't realize were so important until later where I had to deal with all of my life issues, my physical, my spiritual, my mental, And of course, how did I feel about religion outside of my parents, outside of my church, outside of other people? Who am I? And I had to figure that out for myself. And besides that, if you have family that are in the church or in that religion too, how do you stand on your own two feet and figure out your own practices and your own beliefs and your own ways without feeling judgment? And sometimes that comes way later than you think. And other times it could be, hey, I don't care. And a lot of the times when you don't care and you're just like, I'm doing my own thing, people see that as an example and they could take it one way and they could take it another way. I hope that for your sake, that you're taking it as this is me, this is who I am, this is how I choose to practice my own faith or my own spiritual practices, then you do with that what you will. But it has nothing to do with me that has all to do with you. And that's how I've chosen to live my life. The things that I do... My faith, my practices, my spiritual points, my spiritual health. It has nothing to do with my parents, my family, my friends. It has all to do with me and my relationship with who I believe in. And that's all that matters. Now it's off to save the day. So now that we know who we are, where we stand, and who may potentially stand against us, how do we prevail? So in your daily life, I suggest to keep your faith, spirit, and sense of self protected. What do I mean by that? Don't let others try to compromise your core if they come at you with negative energy. You don't have time for that. You have to worry about you and your faith and your spirit and your sense of self. You have to know who you are at the end of the day. It doesn't matter about what others may think of you because that doesn't matter. And 
the main thing too is you have to focus on your own path and don't compare yourself to others. Focusing on your own path. You can't worry about what other people around you are doing because you're going to stumble and you're going to look at them and be like, oh, I'm not doing what they're doing. or Oh, my life doesn't look like their life. I must be doing something wrong. No, you can't worry about that. That has nothing to do with them the same way they're probably not looking at you or they are looking at you, but they're not telling you because there are people that sit here and they're like, oh, I'm not doing whatever. I'm minding my own business, but really they're all up in your business. So you have to be mindful to worry about yourself, keep yourself in check and realize that the light, your core, your spirit is at the utmost importance. And when you compare yourself to others, you are going to fall because you aren't being you. You're not looking at yourself. You're not looking at your inner. You're just being like, oh, well, you know, I have to just do what they're doing because blah, blah, blah. And that's what they said is the right thing to do. It's not. It's not. You do you. Who are we protecting? Your energy. Inner G. I-N-N-E-R-G-Y. Your inner G. Or your inner gangsta. Or your inner spiritual gangsta. But you are protecting your inner self, your inner energy, your energy. I don't know. I don't know how many times I can keep saying this, but it really is. You are protecting yourself at all costs because that's something that you need to hold on to and really, really grasp it and know that and understand it because it's amazing to understand who you are. It's a great discovery. I don't know about you all, but I find myself to be an interesting person. So why wouldn't I want to know more about myself? There are so many things that can change within me in a day or several hours or in a second. But you have to keep your energy protected and to monitor that. How can we recharge? I would say look for examples of people who you relate to, but don't feel pressure to emulate them. What's helped me was speaking out and asking my friends, my chosen family, how they deal with religious pasts or backgrounds. And they definitely gave me some wonderful advice. Or sometimes they gave me some terrible advice. But I knew what felt right for me. And what feels right to me may not feel right for you. And that's okay. No one's in the quote unquote wrong. But having that common thread of being like, all right, well, I know so-and-so does this, or maybe they do this. Or if you ask questions, maybe what you thought they're doing is not what they're doing. And then they could tell you, oh, yeah, I'm doing this, by the way, and it feels greater. You know, they could help you along the way. But I just say to look for those examples out there because they're out there. You just have to go searching for them. But do not feel pressure that you have to be like them because you can't be like them. They are already them. You have to be like you, which is something that no one else is doing because you are the only you that exists. And in order to recharge please find your own ways of being charged. That means, of course, having hobbies, listening to certain kinds of music, watching videos, reading, and like I said, speaking with others. Really just having that commonality around you helps you grow. Because I know there's that saying about, you know, look at the five people around you that are basically kind of like the core of who you are, like they basically make up who you are. Yeah, but also, you know, try to be a good human first. (laughs) Try to be a good person and if that's what you want to do, but again, you can you can play this life any way you want. You don't have to be a good person. You could be, you know, the anti-hero. But at the end of the day, try to find things that 
spiritually feed you and not just get you to do something that you don't want to do. And now we've reached the safe point. Oh my goodness. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all of y'all. This episode kind of felt like I was tiptoeing because I don't really want to say anything that triggers people religiously or, you know, I don't want to step on any toes. I don't want to put people on blast. I really don't because religion is something that I don't talk about often, but I felt like it was something that I could speak about. And of course, I don't want to I don't want to be too sacrilegious or anything, but see, again, this is me thinking about my own thoughts and my own faith and my own things. And I I don't want to do anything that will jeopardize my own spiritual points. So yeah, I just, I felt like I can talk about it, but I really hope that you all did get something from this episode. I'm going to do my best to make sure that going forward, I will be more clear about these different topics but to all of you all that practice things that I may not practice all power to you I definitely feel like faith is important having your spiritual points your sp is important and you should monitor that as best as possible so no matter what religion you practice or if you don't what matters is that you are the best version of yourself no one can tell you what that is that is your path to discover for yourself the journey shapes you for who you are and the decisions you make can lead to infinite possibilities. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, exit game.